You're listening to Mermaid for This Podcast with your host, Desiree Reinhardt. Tune in each week for a new episode featuring topics from self-development, entrepreneurship, creativity, and being the kick-ass boss that you are. So listen up and listen in because it's about to get real. After all, you were made for this. Here's your host, Desiree Reinhardt. Hey guys, welcome back to Mermaid for this podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Reinhardt. You know the drill. Today's podcast is sponsored by the original Scrapbox. Show notes are found in the description and on my website, mermaidforthis.com. Thanks so much, guys, for all of the positive feedback from the last couple episodes. So happy you're enjoying my interviews with very talented artists. This is not going to be ending anytime soon, but I just wanted to let you know that next week I am going to be solo doing another motivational episode. I feel like it's been way too long. I received a few emails from people saying, when are you doing another motivational episode? So I think that it's time. I took one week off so that I could focus on my best friend's wedding. I just want to say congratulations to my beautiful friends, Jess and John. Your wedding was gorgeous. I love you guys. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. So tune in next week, guys, for an episode with just me. I think it's been long overdue. Can you believe we're at episode 11? Where has the time gone? I just don't even know. I am so grateful that people are listening. I'm so grateful that people are enjoying the podcast. I mean, that's all I wanted. And I've had people email me and message me and say this has given them a kick in the ass to go out there and follow their dreams. And that's exactly why I started this podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much. And let's keep this going. Remember to leave a review at the end of each episode. Reviews keep my podcast going. Believe it or not, people scroll through iTunes or Spotify or whatever they're listening to, and sometimes one of the first things they read is the reviews, so it's so important to keep a five-star rating, and it's very important to get feedback. I I love feedback from you guys. Um, I appreciate anyone emailing me saying, you know, can you improve on the sound quality, or can you talk about this topic? So definitely I hear you guys, and let's keep it going. Today's guest is from Florida, and she is filled with talent. She creates one-of-a-kind stained glass designs that she hand-solders that are truly remarkable. You guys have to see her work. It's just absolutely beautiful. Introducing Nicole from Lockhart Glassworks. Let's get into it. All right, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. I'm super jealous that you're in Florida because I'm in New Jersey and it's snowing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep, March 1st and it's snowing. <laughs> no. Yep, so um, first off, I guess I just want you to introduce yourself, tell the listeners who you are, tell them about your business and, and your craft and what you do. Um, well, my name is Nicole Green. I'm with Lockhart Glassworks and... I am a stained glass artist, and um, I also do some fusing glass. Um, I've been doing it for about three years now. That's awesome. Um, Tell me a little bit about your personal life. Personal life, let's see. I 
um, well, I'm a mom. My son is 13 now. Wow. And I know, I can't believe it. And um, we just, I don't know, we have a good time. We hang out, we travel, we play video games, we go to different craft shows and craft together. It's, it's awesome. Wow, 13, you look super young. Oh, thanks. I'm 34. Wow, really? I would have yes. never guessed you were 34. I thought you were maybe like 24. <laughs> oh, thank you. You look great. Thank you. So let me ask, when did you first realize that you were creative and artistic? Well, I've been doing art and um, really been interested in it since I was a little kid. Um, I've always kept sketchbooks and would just draw, draw, draw. I would, um, I was obsessed with like comic books and anime and I would practice drawing that. And um, later on in high school, I started slowly getting into painting. And then um, I pretty much painted in most of my adult life. And then um, it kind of, just did little side projects, whether it be like, let's say knitting and crocheting. I taught myself that and I did that and I've done some weaving. Um, let's see what else. Gosh, I've done some pottery and jewelry making. And then when I found, when I just tried stained glass, it just kind of fit. So that's kind of where I am now. <laughs> yeah, I actually, when I was, before I did the interview questions and I wrote them down, um, I scrolled back in your feed and I saw your drawings and I was just blown away. I mean, I find a lot of times, and I think it's super interesting, um, if someone is really great at something creatively, they're also great at other things. So you're definitely very talented. Um, your work is really great. Thank you so much. I, I feel like it's, I can't be limited to like one medium um for me personally and i know some people like really dedicate their time to one and i i honestly i wish i was more like that but i always like to learn new stuff and try new stuff so yeah i can completely understand that i think it's i'm sort of like that in the same way i'm like scatterbrained where i have so many ideas and so many things that i want to do and it's so hard to stay focused on Get one thing it. Especially when you are a creative person. I mean, I feel like that's, it's really hard to stay focused, but when you do, you get some really great stuff. Yes, for sure. Um, so when did you decide you wanted to work with glass? Um, well, I started working with it about three years ago and I just, I don't know. I just thought I would start Googling stained glass and I was like, man, I could probably turn my drawings and paintings into stained glass, you know, cause I felt really stuck with painting for a while. I was just like getting irritated with it and just not feeling very passionate about it. So, um, I took a really basic class at a local shop and I just started from there. Where or how did you learn to solder? Um, well, after the local class, he had some good techniques, but they didn't really fit with me. So I just researched the crap out of it. Yeah. And I 
would take little techniques from every video, every write-up, every book, and just kind of meshed it into what worked for me. And so that's kind of how this I perfected my own version of soldering because everybody does it so differently. So when you're learning, you're just like, oh, my God, where do I start? It was definitely something that took me a lot of practice to get down. But now I kind of have my rhythm and go with the flow of the soldering. So would you say that you're mostly like self-taught and mostly like trial and error? And that was like the best way for you to learn? Yeah, for me, I, like I said, I did take a really basic starter class, but it was very general, like, you know, how to cut, right. oil, solder, basic class. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm pretty much self-taught. Um, but with that being said, the local shop, has been a huge help because I pop in there and ask him questions and he's very willing to help. So that's awesome. I, I'm a big question asker. That's and, awesome. Yeah. I think it's good to be curious. You, you learn things that you probably wouldn't have learned before. So it's good to ask questions. Yes, for sure. So why did you settle on the name Lockhart Glassworks? Where did that come from? Well, um, really struggle with the naming stuff. I can never think of anything cute, I guess. I don't know. I like it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Well, I am um, pretty much it's the last name of my favorite video game character. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Wait, which one? Because my husband's like, so into um, games. Well, it's from a video game called Final Fantasy 7 and her name was Tifa Lockhart and she was my all-time favorite character and I collect all Final Fantasy video games since so yeah wow, my husband's gonna love this I can't wait really? to tell him yeah that's so awesome <laughs> that's really cool yeah um I guess I just I don't know I was like man I don't know how I feel about my own name and I just wanted something cute that kind of flowed well so I just kind of stuck with that. Perfect, perfect. So if you could give someone starting out as a self-made artist some advice, what would you tell him or her? Um, I guess it would be to just really research um, the medium that you're getting into and not to be afraid to ask other artists questions. I know that some may not be very receptive to question asking, but most are. And just also getting involved in the local art community, whether it be online or in your own hometown, because you really meet a lot of artists with a lot of information and a lot of insight so yeah just really research and be active in the art community i think that's so great what you're saying because i find it so important to support other artists i think a lot of people don't like to kind of share information which i can understand too right Um, but a lot of people aren't as open it's kind of why i wanted to interview artists on this podcast because i want people to know that everyone does it in a different way and sometimes you learn things And you hear someone say something and it kind of sparks something in you. So I love that you you touched on that. That's awesome. I completely agree with what you just said. It's like that aha moment sometimes. Right. Just, you know, a little question. You're just like, what? 
I should have thought of that or I'm so glad I asked and it just, yeah. Definitely. So what do you find to be your greatest struggle with your business and with your art? Uh, photographing. I hate photographing stained glass. It is the hardest part of this job. And um, it. I guess it's because like when you put it in front of a certain color, it completely changes the whole piece or if, right. the, different, if the lighting isn't you know, if it's too dark or if it's too bright or you get your reflection in it. Yeah. So, and then not only that, kind of like living up to that Instagram perfect picture too, kind of puts the pressure on like, oh my gosh, is this picture good enough? Does it look weird? Is it, you know, I really struggle with the photography aspect of having an online shop and making sure they, they look nice and that they're true to the piece. Because it, I mean, I always have to post like three or four pictures so people can really see um, what it looks like and what it may look like in their home. So that's definitely my biggest struggle. Right. I mean, I completely uh, relate in the sense that when I'm taking pictures of certain pieces of jewelry, I feel like it's so important for the customer to see like all the all the dimensions of say a, a crystal or um, maybe it, whether it be like moonstone or whatever I have in front of me. And it's so hard sometimes to capture all those colors. And I feel like glass must be pretty much the same um, to get all those colors in the picture. So it is, it's like pictures don't do it justice. Somehow. They really don't. They <laughs> really don't. And it's, yeah. It's so hard. And, and like you said about social media and some people just being so great at photography and it's like, how do they do that? I have an iPhone. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Same here. Yeah. Right. Um, but then sometimes I catch myself getting an amazing photo and I'm like, oh, okay. I'll pat myself on the back because that actually came out pretty good. Yes. I know. I shouldn't have said I hate it because like, when that happens, I just feel like, oh my gosh, so much relief. And I'm really right? with the result. So Of course. No, you definitely take beautiful photos. Um, some of the pictures that I shared with your with the post where I introduced you on my page, they really stood out to me. I mean, just the colors and everything. It's just so beautiful. Thank you. So kind of relating to what we were just talking about, how has social media played a part in your business? whether it be good or bad, or maybe both, however you feel about it? Um, well, good in the aspect of being able to get my artwork out there and um, to connect with so many awesome customers that I would have never found before um, by just doing local shows. So that has been awesome. And I, I just really enjoy being able to even like ship worldwide <laughs> And like knowing that I have a piece in, let's say, Australia, like that's awesome. I love that about social media and just having that reach. Um, and then not only that, you really meet a ton of cool other artists. And coming from a small town, I don't really meet a lot of other artists at all. So it's like ha meeting on people on Instagram has just been fantastic and just talking and being able to relate and <clears throat> even collaborate 
has been really awesome and really good for me to grow as an artist. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So would you say that there's been anything negative when it comes to social media and your art? Um, yeah. And the fact that I'm way more critical on myself, like I overjudge and overthink every piece before I put it out there. And I guess in a way it gives, makes me feel more confident about my product in the end, but it's kind of like, I, I don't know, it puts a lot of stress on you to really try to do your best. And sometimes and maybe I'm being too critical, you know what I mean? Like maybe I should just post it and it, people will probably like it. Like there's stuff I've made and I haven't even photographed because I'm like, is this good enough? You know? Right. So, yeah. In that sense, it has made me way more critical of my art. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and I love that you were speaking about uh, reaching a wider audience and people all around the world. A lot of people focus a lot of times on social media in negative ways, but I think it's such a positive when it comes to being an artist or being creative. You reach so many other people. You see things that you probably would have never seen. Uh, I think that's great that you touched on that topic. Yes, for sure. I completely agree. So where do you see Lockhart Glass in five years? I know that's a difficult question, but do you see yourself going in a different direction or maybe taking on um, some something else when it comes to working with glass? Yeah, that that is a hard question because it's like I am such a learner and like wanting to try new stuff all the time and so I guess the future would be, so far my plans are to maybe just keep going with my glass flow because I really enjoy working with glass, but I'd also want to maybe do some other media here and there and just kind of see how it goes because I don't know, I don't like to limit myself to just one medium. Um, so I'm not really sure what the exact future holds but my plans are to just kind of go with the flow at this point because I just really like learning new techniques and new mediums and sometimes when you try new things it really sticks um, and then you just don't want to go back to the other stuff not saying that that would happen but, yeah. Um, yeah the future is kind of uncertain at the moment I don't want to like limit myself that's good. I like that. Yeah. So do you think, and this isn't on the list that I gave you, but do you think that you would ever want to teach people, like start a class or maybe YouTube or do sort of like an Instagram live? Like, do you ever want to explore that option? Um, yeah, I think I would in the future. Um, I need to really start researching how to like film myself. That's a whole nother ball game for me and to not be socially awkward while teaching. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm, that's the hard part. <laughs> yes. Um, I always like when I do something, I'll like look back on it and be like, did I explain this right to the, to them? You know what I mean? When people ask me questions, do I, I always worry about coming off as not being able, here I am right now, stuttering. Anyway, <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> Um, I always feel like, am I explaining stuff right? You know, do I get my wording right? 
So I guess um, I would like to do some tutorials and teaching, but I really got to like kind of come up with a solid plan with that too, because I want to make sure that the video quality and even like how I explain stuff is easy to understand for people to grasp. So, but yes, in the future, I would like to do that for sure. Awesome. I think just from talking to you, I can tell that you would be really good at it. I don't know why. There's just something about your voice. You're really calming. I feel like people would respond great to you, um, showing them kind of your steps and how you do what you do. Well, thanks. I really appreciate that. Um, it really makes me feel more confident about talking about, you know, tutorial type things. Yeah, you should definitely be confident. I feel like you're, you know what you're doing. Your work speaks for itself. I want to take a quick pause to talk about today's sponsor, the original Scrap Box. Experience creativity without the clutter. No more digging through bins and boxes to find that one specific tool that you need for a project. The original Scrapbox has made it their mission to combat the obstacles to creativity and help people spend more time doing what they love. Their hideaway workstations give you the ability to organize all of your tools and supplies in sight and within reach. You have to see it to believe it. Visit theoriginalscrapbox.com or find them on Instagram at theoriginalscrapbox. Creativity awaits. Use my code mermaid to save $100 on the Workbox 3.0, the all-new Dream Box, or the Ultimate Sewing Box. Yep, that's right, $100. Plus, when you use my code, you get free shipping. That's over $600 in savings. The Workbox 3.0 has changed my life, and it's helped triple my business. You can watch my review on YouTube. Simply search Made by Mermaid. Again, use my code mermaid to save. Visit theoriginalscrapbox.com and save today. Now back to the podcast. For someone just starting out, where do you recommend that they buy their supplies from? Where can they get the best deals, the best quality? Um, well, if you can if you have the option of a local shop and um most do. Surprisingly, you'd be really surprised to find how many little stained glass shops there are. But I definitely suggest trying to find a local shop um, because not only can you buy a good variety of glass from different companies from local shops, you might find stuff that you can't find online. I find so many treasures at local shops that of retired glass you'll never be able to find again and not only that once you build like a good relationship with the local shop they are really willing to help you um with questions like what kind of solder should i use how do i cut this how can i frame this you know just little things that you're able to pop in and ask them questions and buy product is really awesome but if you don't have the option of local um, Delphi glass is a great resource as well um, because they have like all the products you could think of really accurate pictures and descriptions they even have a ton of tutorials on their website too 
And if you do have any questions, their 800 number, their, their staff is totally willing to help you at any time before, you know, you purchase something you not, you're not sure of. Um, and they have a lot of the different glass companies um, available that, you know, it's all listed right there for you. And they even have like ways to like put what color you want in and everything pops up. So Delphi is a very easy to use glass retailer online. Also, um, if you are for sure you want to start a business, their, their wholesale is really easy to sign up for. And they don't make you buy like massive amount of glass to do wholesale through them. Wow, that, so that's, that's awesome and very rare, I feel, with wholesale. Yeah. It is. Like some of the glass dealers, they're like really making you buy huge bulk amount to purchase with them. And it's like, oh, I don't want that much of the same color. You right. Know? And you also don't know the quality and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And Yes. It's really difficult. It is. Um, let me see what I want to get to because we have about eight minutes. Let me see. Okay. Um, so who or what inspires you the most? Um, well, I definitely have always been inspired by video games and anime and tattoos. I know that's kind of like a bunch of random things I just threw at you right there, but. Yeah, it's super cool. Yes. Video games and anime have been a huge inspiration since I was a little kid. Um, I've I just love everything about the design, the different realities you're in, the different landscapes you're in, the colors they use. Um, so definitely, I've been very inspired by that. And then I've always loved tattoo art, tattoo style art, and. Um, I, it's kind of how I taught myself how to draw was like replicating this kind of stuff as a kid. And then as an adult, I kind of just started doing my own style. But this, those have always been a huge inspiration to my art. That's awesome. My husband's going to love this episode. Yay! <laughs> He's going to love it. Um, so I believe that being passionate, hardworking, and also authentic about your work is the most important part of being successful. Would you agree with that? Yes or no? And what do you find to be um, the key point to being successful in your business? Um, I do agree with that. And I think that um, the key point to being successful in an art business is to love what you're doing and to be happy with what you're making. Um, because once you start not loving it, it becomes more of a chore instead of art, um, or creating or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's, I feel like as long as you put in the time and the research and you're doing what makes you happy, then, then you're golden, you know, you just gotta keep going with your flow. I love that. And you know, I, I find it so great that I've done, I think I've done now you're my third interview. Um, every artist mentions that you have to put the time and the work and really research the topic and your medium. And I love that because 
I get a lot of emails and people are like, how do you start a business and how do you do that? And that's just such a hard question to answer because I feel like a lot of people won't get there until they learn and you have to get through those steps and you have to do your research and you have to work hard. And I feel like it's a lot of trial and error. So it really, really is a lot of trial and error. Like I, some, for a while I felt like I was failing way more than I was succeeding, you know? And I was, I, I guess a lot of people go through that too. Yeah. You, you have to learn from your fails and sometimes it may seem like unreachable, but you got to, got to, take that fail and learn from it. Absolutely. Um, I, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times that I failed, I feel like brought me to a better place and it probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't fall down. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. So, um, if you weren't doing this, what do you think you would be doing? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I've done a lot of different jobs in the past. Um, I was a hairdresser for like seven years. I've worked in banking. Um, I've worked in restaurants. So it's like, I'm kind of over all of that. Right. And now that the art doing art for a living is here, it's just really fantastic so I don't really know what I would go back to if this didn't work out I would probably I guess I would go into something more behind the scenes rather than get into more of a customer service job again Uh, maybe even go back to school Um, I guess besides art I've always been interested in like anthropology um, and human studies so maybe I'd even go back into school for a while that's awesome. Um, I think you're in the right place. <laughs> I think what you're doing is is just so Thank great. Thank you. Super talented. Um, so where can my listeners find you, whether it be social media, your website? Well, I am mainly on Instagram at Lockhart Glass. Um, but you can also find me on Facebook at Lockhart Glassworks. And my shop is powered by Big Cartel. And it is also under Lockhart Glassworks. Um, so that's it. That's cool. that's everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you're probably busy and talking to me. Thank you. This has been really awesome. I've really enjoyed this. And I definitely would love to collaborate in the future with something else. So I'll be in touch. Yes, I'd love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'll talk to you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, how awesome is Nicole? Super talented. I just want to thank Nicole from Lockhart Glass for taking the time out of her busy schedule to talk to me today. I hope that hearing other small business owners and artists discuss their journey helps to push you to begin yours. In order to keep my podcast going, reviews are very important. Please scroll down at the end of this episode and write me a review. They are very much appreciated. I want to thank today's sponsor, The Original Scrapbox. Use my code MERMAID to save $100 plus free shipping. What are you waiting for? Visit theoriginalscrapbox.com. Tune in next week. I'm your host, Desiree Reinhard, signing off. I'm Nicole from Lockhart Glass, and you were made for this.
Tune in next week for a new episode. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Show notes are found in the description and at mermaidforthis.com.